And we are back. We have a two-game slate on Monday. Apologize for not uploading the last couple of days. I uh, had a little business trip to New York, but we are back home and ready to uh, grind out some content here with DFS and with prize picks. Um, in this video, we'll be talking about the two-game DFS slate. Also, a video up after this talking about a couple of player props I like for tomorrow on prize picks. And make sure to check that one out. The sponsor is prize picks. If you guys are not on prize picks, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. What does that mean? Basically, if you deposit using my code $100, it's a free $100 to play with. Or if you put $50 in, it'll get matched $50. So take advantage of that free money if you're a first-time user. Having a lot of fun over on prize picks. And uh, yeah, also make free content for it as well. Uh, but let's recap the last couple of days here for DFS. So um, yesterday was a good day. Could have been a great day if the 76ers didn't start so slow in that game, though. So, so incredibly tilting. Or how did the Melton faders know he would have one fantasy point in like the first 15 minutes? I don't know. But I stacked Philadelphia without Embiid. Um, so I went with Maxi, Melton, Harris, Reed, and James Harden. Ran it back for Cam Johnson. And then had two Clippers, Westbrook and Powell. Westbrook and AD were two contrarian plays I mentioned that I really liked yesterday. Both absolutely smashed. Westbrook was only projected for like single digit ownership. He ended up coming at 30 plus percent. Something I've been talking about a lot is just ownership projections have been way off in the playoffs. Um, I don't know why. Uh, I don't remember this happening last year, but like projections have just been really, really far off this year. Um, but yeah, and then Paul got in foul trouble and shot bad, but I don't regret that play at all. Almost 70% owned in high stakes. So it was a really good day yesterday and today looking decent. Uh, we'll see how it finishes. Um, my favorite contrarian play today was Jalen Brunson, one for 50, um, a low ownership. Levert smashed. Um, Horford, Brogdon are both solid. And then I have four guys in the late game with Anthony Edwards, Aaron Gordon, Green, and Murray. I originally had Draymond Green, um, but then pivoted to Aaron Gordon once he got the news. The people that fell asleep at the wheel, the slappies, if you will, um, got bailed out with an outlier Draymond Green in limited minutes off the bench. Um, so that was pretty tilting. And then, uh, yeah, so that's currently where we're at. I think I have a decent chance to, to cash as long as nothing weird happens in this game. Um, so that is the recap of everything. And uh, all right, let's get into the video. So we'll be a shorter video since it's only two games. And we have big news in this first game on both sides. Giannis is questionable. Jimmy Butler is questionable. Um, I think Giannis is more 50-50, while uh, Jimmy Butler, I think, probably will play. So if Giannis had to come both plays, I actually really like him at 10.4K. That's the cheapest price point we've seen on Giannis, I think, all year. I know it's not necessarily the best matchup, but um, I would be very high on Giannis if he does not, or if he does play. Now, if Giannis misses, um, the secondary guys from Milwaukee get a pretty big bump. Last game was a random, massive blowout. I put no weight into what happened. Short-term memory, just forget about that. And move on, right? So Drew, Middleton, Portis, I think are three of the better plays in the slate if there's no Giannis. All three get a pretty big bump with him off the court. Um, Drew, Middleton will run the offense, but Portis um, probably plays around 30 minutes. He got in random foul trouble last game. And then Brooke Lopez also looks better. So the top four guys look way, way better if Giannis is out. If Giannis is in, I think these guys are still fine. Portis would probably be out of play for me, but um, there'd be no priorities here in this range if Giannis is in. And the value also looks better if Giannis is out. Um, Grayson Allen's 4-3. Um, he should play 25 to 30 minutes. I think he's probably the guy I'm most confident in minutes-wise for value. But Pat Conton's played well off the bench. I think he's kind of solidified himself as part of the rotation. He's got the nice eligibility, and he'll look safe if there's no Giannis. Um, my boy Joe Ingles probably plays around 20 minutes is reasonable. Um, you'll probably see a little bit of Crowder, a little bit of uh, Carter, but not enough for me to get to those guys. Let's talk about Miami. So, Again, they have Jimmy Butler's questionable. Um, I think he'll play, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Now, quickly, if Jimmy Butler uh, does not play, then obviously, you know, offense is going to be running through Bam and Abayo. You're going to see way more usage for guys like Struess and Lowry and Vincent. 
Um, everyone will look better. Um, Love will look better. Dunk Robinson would probably dust off like maybe a little bit of Haywood Highsmith or something. So, I mean, this team would be really uh, short on offense if there's no, you know, hero and no Jimmy Butler. But I think Jimmy will play. Um, so that being said, Jimmy's at 9-4, Bam's at 7-7. Seven, seven. Um, I think I slightly prefer Bam factoring in price. I would like Bam better, too, if there's no Giannis because there's lots of foul risk for Bam if Giannis is off the court. If Giannis is playing, uh, Bam will be on a good amount, and there is foul trouble risk. Um, but Jimmy Butler, yeah, he's played pretty well. Um, he's playing huge minutes in competitive games, so um, I do like Jimmy there at the top two. The mid-range guys, the last game, again, was a blowout, so a lot of these guys have a limited run. But Max Struess is 5-3. I think he's a reasonable option that probably plays low 30s minutes if he's knocking down his shots. Could be a bit more. Caleb Martin had kind of an outlier game last game, but he's a pretty big part of the rotation, so it should see 25 to 30 minutes. Um, Lowry's minutes have kind of been up and down a bit, but um, the ceiling is there for him. You know, we saw almost a 50 bomb against Atlanta, 25 in limited minutes, kind of last game against Milwaukee. So um, I do have an interest in Lowry. I do have an interest in Gabe Vincent. Um, I don't think I'll play both together unless Jimmy's out. Then I'm, I would be way more confident in their minutes. So we'll monitor that news. Again, Kevin Love's minutes have fluctuated. He's a guy that they could very easily pull the plug on. So I'm always a little bit uneasy when he's popular, and I have a feeling he'll be relatively popular tomorrow. Um, but again, he'll get cooked in the pick and roll. So he's someone that if he is going to get a lot of ownership, I might just roll the dice and fade and hope he gets um, abused out there defensively. Duncan Robinson, again, back-to-back games, just kind of got in there and blowout. So I think he's fine. But no Oladipo now, too. Like Oladipo was playing decent minutes for this team. So... Um, they're probably going to dust off someone else. Like you're going to see the rotation of Jimmy, Bam, Struess, Martin, Lowry. That's five. Vincent six. Love seven. Robinson eight. You might see a ninth guy here, or maybe they just go eight guys and give a little more run to all the uh, cheaper options. All right, Memphis and the Lakers. So John Morant, insane performance and a losing effort. Went for 45, 13, and nine. My boy Ja, hoping the Grizzlies can bring this back and tie it two two. I love both teams. I was really mad when Memphis had to play the Lakers, but. Um, yeah, Jaw sub 10K, I think, might be the most popular play in the slate. I mean, the hand didn't really look like it affected him, so I really like Jaw at the top. I think Triple J and Bane are fine GPP plays. Again, I think a lot of the field will go jam Jaw, especially after last game. And like I said, a lot of times in these playoff videos, I don't care what anyone says, recency bias plays more to factor in the playoffs than it does in the regular season. So um, I think that Triple J and Bain are fine pivots off Jaw. They're obviously not as optimal, but they're viable tournament options. Xavier Tillman's been playing a ton. You have had some foul trouble, but if you give him 30 plus minutes, I think he's a pretty safe play, uh, sub 6K. The rest of the Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks, well, he had ejected last game, but he's going to be the primary defender on LeBron. Um, I think with this eligibility, if he can stay out of foul trouble, I actually like him for value, but. Uh, that's a big if with him. He's always, always in foul trouble. Luke Kennard's 4 8. He probably plays mid 20s minutes off the bench. A fine tournament play. Tyus Jones, 4 6. Not completely out of play, but um, probably not going to do it unless it's like a large field tournament. Aldama will play a little bit. You'll probably see a little bit of Roddy, but don't know if, it, if it's enough for Roddy. Aldama, 3 5. Like, sure, if you get like Tillman or Triple J foul trouble, I could see taking a shot on him. Um, and then finally, the Lakers. So. LeBron, AD, they're both going to play. Uh, both look very similar. I think it's a little bit easier to get to LeBron since he's got the small forward eligibility. But um, if we're just picking straight up, I might give the edge to Anthony Davis. who had a really nice bounce back game last game. So the two Lakers stars I do like. Um, I think it's a little bit easier to get to LeBron with the eligibility, but Davis I would prefer straight up. And then I think two relatively safe plays are the mid-range guys. D'Lo Reeves, I think as long as they don't play awful, these guys are going to play low to mid-30s minutes. 
Um, D'Lo been averaging low 30s minutes. Austin Reeves been averaging like mid 30s minutes for the last couple games. Yeah, and, and Reeves with a nice eligibility. Both are pretty safe plays. <laughs> Rui a little bit riskier, not as secure minutes, but he's played extremely well. The bench he continues to shoot well too. So I do have interest in him, um, but I don't know if he's going to continue to shoot like 70% from the field. Vanderbilt, Schroeder, they're both fine. I think Vanderbilt plays low 20s minutes, 22, 23, 22, and 21 minutes over the last four games. And then Dennis Schroeder, minutes can fluctuate. Again, if like D'Lo struggles or he's just playing really well, they can extend him. So I do have interest in him for tournaments because he's a guy that can be in the closing lineup if he does play really well. You'll see a little bit of Troy Brown at 3-3. Um, you'll probably see a little bit of Malik Beasley, um, but don't know if it's enough for me to get to either. I mean, I guess 3.2K Beasley. If he plays like 12 minutes, sure, he can go for like 12 fantasy points. But again, nothing more than a large field tournament play. So I think that's going to do it for the video, guys. I know it's a shorter one, but um, as always, I appreciate the support. Um, again, apologize for not uploading the last couple of, eight, last couple of days, but we are back to it. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your night. Good luck, and we'll see you all in the next one.